Welcome everyone to the Single Lady Estates podcast. My name is Bobby Wasserman and I'm the founder of Single Lady Estates. In our prior episode with Mary Buffett, we discussed gaining confidence as a woman investor. In this episode, we'll be looking at moving forward with that confidence to actual investing. Just a note to everyone, this episode is for informational purposes only and should not be considered financial advice. And as you'll hear from us shortly, you should do your own research before making any investment decision. So let me reintroduce Mary. Mary Buffett is a seven-time best-selling New York Times author, an international speaker, entrepreneur, political, and environmental activist. So it's great to have you back, Mary. Thank you. And thanks for saying this is not giving them advice on what to buy, because it's just giving advice. Of course. Yeah. As you know, Single Lady Estates is a community of women homeowners. Given the booming real estate market across the entire country, many of us are fortunate enough to have equity in our homes. So is there any advice you can share on how women might think of home equity as more of an investment tool? Obviously, if you have equity, it's valuable because it's money, you know, so you're more likely to be welcome at the bank for a loan or... That's a really good point, that equity is money, and we are in a position to leverage that money via a loan. It can work for us. Yet, we still should be setting aside additional money. It's easier for you to set aside a certain amount of money that you want to invest. And I always say that we should be constantly setting aside cash money in an account. For instance, if you have TD Ameritrade or Schwab or any of those accounts, open up the account Please do not have a savings account at a bank. Just keep it in the Schwab accounts because they pay a little bit more, but it's just easier to buy something. Money's already there and you can get it easily. You know, you can get it within a day so it's not stuck there. Just a reminder, this is a conversation, not investment advice. There are a lot of retail brokerages of which Schwab is one. Um, So... I guess your question was home ownership. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because I don't own my home. I've owned homes in the past and I've done fairly well on them, but I've always done better investing my money. However, I will say that if I had to do it all over again, I would buy my house. I would buy a house just because, you know, rent where I live in Santa Monica is insane. (laughs) (laughs) It's beautiful, but it's crazy. So I'm always thinking, oh, should I buy now? And then I'm like, oh, it's too expensive now. And then it just goes up more. So... (laughs) You had mentioned in an earlier conversation about how the rules for women owning homes have really changed. Decades ago, it was much harder for women to get homes. Can you tell our audience a little bit about some of your experiences? Well, we're talking about the banking industry. And over the last 30 years, the banking industry, I have friends who worked at high levels at banks and so on. But as more women 
began working, and I would say 30, 40 years ago, when you had to have a two-income household to even live. True. It wasn't until 1974 that women were able to get credit in their own name thanks to the Equal Credit Opportunity Act. So women became more attractive to banks because they were making money. And so the banking industry started really focusing on, you know what, let's give women a chance because it's just not her husband's money. It's her money and she's making it and she's investing it. And so I think that we're lucky now that we've had that change over a long period of time where women have become a very important part of the financial institution, if you will, of our of our lives, of the business. So it's much easier. It's much, much easier now. It's a great segue to generational milestones that we wanted to talk about. And with the sales of your books and your speaking engagements, what are you seeing from women of different generations Are they viewing money differently? Are they viewing investing differently? Are there lessons that can be shared from generation to generation? Absolutely. It's just incredible. I'm so glad you bring this up because I did a lot of speaking over the years in Asia where that whole market, if you think about it, was very male dominated. And, you know, so when I would first was speaking 15 years ago, my whole audience were men. And then I've seen it change. And now half of my audience, at least half are women. And it's number one, it's because a lot of women are working, are single, are making good money. But more than that, I think they're actually realizing. And I always say to my girlfriends, you know, have a Disneyland account. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm just like, that's what I call it. Just put some money away. Always have some money. If you want to tell your husband, fine. If you don't, fine. But you need to have your own money because at some point, someday, you will need to use that money. You know, I have friends that were married for decades and then got divorced. So that Disneyland money over time would have made a huge difference. Um, And investing it is also a great way of having it work for you. Excellent. So what are you seeing from women of younger generations and how they are investing or using their money? Is it different than older women? Let's take millennials versus boomers. Right. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I mean, here's a great example. I mean, a lot of the boomers are women who are in business when I've talked to them. So they're they're making their money. They're not housewives, for instance, or mothers. But my daughters, who are twins, and they're just in their 40s. And it's not just because of me, because believe me, I don't even know if they've even read any of my books, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my one, both of my daughters, but my one daughter in particular, the artist, Nicole Buffett, and you can go on her 
website, NicoleBuffett.com. She's very interested. Her whole focus is about how she spends her money, how she's investing her money. A lot of women her age in that 20 to 40 year old age are really, really thinking about it now because it's an opportunity that, to be honest with you, we didn't really have 50 years ago. On the flip side, with the women who are boomers, what are you seeing from them? How have they changed their investment strategies over the years? Are they looking at money and investments differently now? Slightly. They're very cautious is the thing that I've noticed. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that most of their money, frankly, came from their husbands, whether they are a widow or their husbands worked and they saved it on the side and so on. But because when women work, we spend all of our money on our kids and everything else that house needs. Yes. Women tend to focus on the family, the children, others' needs beyond their own. Um, men generally will always have some account or investment more so than women do. But I think that the younger women now are really becoming much more aware of investing because there's things that they understand. I mean, Apple was a great company that made everybody get it. In other words, it started out as a tech company and then it moved into being, well, one of the biggest companies in the world. So everybody can understand, wow, if I would have bought Apple 10 years ago, look at what I would have made or any of those companies, Coca-Cola, what you would have made over the time. And they're getting that. They are getting that. They are learning it from their mothers and how the world changed on their mother's watch. My daughter also owns a house. She did not want to spend money on rent. She didn't want to be like me. (laughs) (laughs) And she's made uh, not a big investment, but she bought a home. And so she has that. So she's very balanced. It's very interesting because she has home ownership and then she has investments. From a home ownership perspective, more single women, actually about double the percentage of single women buy homes compared to single men. Right. It seems like it means something. It's very solid to them. It's grounding. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to just take this risk. I'm going to own this. It's great. Mary, thank you so much for your insight and your time. Our community really appreciates it. Our next episode will focus on navigating the great refresh and post-pandemic investing. So be sure to join our Single Lady Estates community. Check out our blog at singleladyestates.com, where there will be links to connect with Mary Buffett for everything discussed in the series.